Good evening, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and I recently picked a book back up that I started reading when I was in South Carolina. Um, ironically enough, I picked this up when I was uh, involved with somebody there and the book is called in sickness and in health and basically what it is is it's so far got um, a lot of talk about how psychosomatic a variety of ailments can be and that there are a large amount of women specifically in relationships where they are emotionally dissatisfied and the parallels between this uh, circumstance and the development of autoimmune conditions from the stress of marriage. And so when I first came across it, obviously it struck a nerve. You know, um, I was with my ex for 15 years and something that I don't think I've talked about on here is, um, one of the things that I have been struggling with over the last couple of years is some digestive health issues. Um, one of the other um, physical symptoms of my stress was in 2021, I was put on blood pressure medication because of the stress that I was under. Um, prior to that, I literally had like spectacular blood pressure to the point where sometimes it would be a little low and it happened frequently enough where when my blood pressure would be low, I would pass out. It, it was a common enough occurrence because it had been something that had been going on for a very long time. And so... I had just grown accustomed to, you know, like what that sensation was. And when I was experiencing that, I would try to do something about it. I just didn't always know that it was blood pressure related. Uh, so sometimes I would like drink something because I thought maybe, maybe this is because I'm dehydrated. And this is again, over a period of years, like this has been happening, like at least since I was in middle school that I would just randomly like pass out. Um, you know, so sometimes I would like drink water because I'm like, well, maybe I'm dehydrated or, you know, get a glass of milk. Like maybe I need some sustenance or, you know, whatever, um, like eat something. Maybe my blood sugar is low, you know, all sorts of different, like I've tried all sorts of different things. Um, and like, I'm not saying those other things weren't factors, but you know, it was my doctor 
that actually concluded that it was probably, um, I can't remember the term for it, but um, it was basically probably a sudden drop in blood pressure. And, you know, I always had good blood pressure up until that point. So anyhow, I'm in this book um, that's talking about this. And again, like the new, the new things that have developed in my body over the past couple of years is the need to take blood pressure medication and how much I take varies a lot circumstantially. Um, before I left South Carolina, I was actually down to, I think a quarter of the dosage that I was prescribed or that I am prescribed and I was doing fine. Like I was monitoring it, you know, um, and I seem to be doing okay um, since I've relocated again and am experiencing that um, stress and whatever. Like, I've recently increased my dosage for that. But the thing that's been more of a challenge to deal with has been um, the digestive health issues. Uh, I've been speculating since this popped up that it's... Um, a, I've developed a gluten sensitivity because it seems to me that anytime I eat considerable amounts of breads or pastas or any of those, you know, products essentially that contain wheat is when I will experience a variety of digestive health issues ranging from constipation to diarrhea um, extreme bloating and then I will also develop a rash and the rash is primarily concentrated on my hands but the more I look the more I can find you know of like other areas where there's you know little evidence of rash in other locations and so I've been trying to really get this under wraps since I relocated again and it's not been without its challenges but I love bread right I'm gonna be real like I love bread I love pastries I love pastas like essentially speaking my favorite types of foods are foods that are causing me distress when I eat them. And so, again, this has been ongoing for a couple years now, but um, it's a challenge to deal with. Like, I, I initially thought that the reason behind the why was that it developed after I was after I had gotten COVID. Um, now, the other thought that comes to mind, there's a, I can speculate all day, every day about this, like up one side and down the other. Like, is it, is it potential side effect of getting the COVID vaccine? Yes. Is it also a potential side effect of, you know, all of the stress that I endured? Um, First of all, over the t over the tenure of my marriage, and then the increasing stress 
at the tail end also a yes. And so there's something both disheartening and validating about coming across, you know, some reading material where it's going on about, you know, this basically the possibility that autoimmune issues have there there's a possibility of it being psychosomatic where basically autoimmune diseases are basically like it's a method for your body to process trauma that you have not processed or you know what I mean it's your it's a way of it being stored in your body for lack of a better way of putting it you know which kind of goes hand in hand with another book that I did that I read while I was in South Carolina which is The Body Keeps the Score and you know that one stressed the importance of processing traumatic events in the body you know and how sometimes if you don't that will get trapped and it kind of goes on into you know different stuff on that caliber um, in regards to PTSD and like well I I feel like there are some aspects of the traumatizing events that happened you know over like I don't know early 2020 to like mid 2021 whatever like there are some aspects of that that I think I have processed at the same time like I know that I have a tendency to like shut down my feelings um if if I feel as though I'm in the company of people where I can't um feel my feelings I away they go and this is just like a fucking normal behavior like it's almost like it's an automatic response to stress now is to just keep going you know to essentially stick those feelings to the side and just keep plugging and chugging through whatever day-to-day life has and at the end of the day I can't help but think to myself this came from somewhere you know uh, people don't just develop these tendencies of their own volition obviously I learned this at some point or another in my life that it's not okay to feel my feelings and so away they go you know to never be seen nor heard from again and it's interesting reading this book that is basically talking about the connection of your mental health in your physical body it's taking it to a different area though and from a different dynamic in terms of the people that it's referencing but the thing that really struck a nerve with me today as I was reading which inspired me to record this episode is this part where it talks about 
recovering your lost parts. And so what that looks like for someone who's basically become fragmented from their trauma, the traumas or in the traumas, um, in this circumstance, they're most specifically, um, dealing with someone that has also been twice divorced and, you know, had other childhood trauma from their parents' divorce and some other stuff. But here's the steps in that they've got for recovering your lost parts. The first step says, reflect on your life. Not everyone wants to take the time and energy to reflect on their life. Most have busy lives and can find a thousand reasons for not spending time quietly journaling and pondering who they are, where they have been, and where they want to go. You must spend considerable time reflecting if you are to gain any kind of perspective on your life. Number two. As you reflect, consider how you were earlier in life and compare that to how you are now. This step involves reaching back and looking at the person you used to be. What were you like years ago? How have you changed? What have others said to you about changes they see in you? Make a note of what comes to you. Three. Grieve what you have lost. Yes, you must create space to consider and grieve what has been lost. You cannot make up lost time. You cannot regain youth. You can, however, grieve what you've lost so you clear space for moving forward. 4. Allow yourself to dream about who you would like to be in the future. After taking a glimpse of who you were and what you've lost, Reflect on who you want to be. What might your best love life look like? What kind of work do you want to do? Where do you want to live and how do you want to spend your time? Consider someone's life you admire and note what makes that life different from yours. 5. Embark on a journey to live into this new person. Now put some feet to your dreams. Lay out the path you want to take and begin this new adventure. In this way, you can recover what you have lost. Everyone has lost parts. Everyone has regrets and wishes they could do some things over again. Those who thrive accept these regrets and live into the future. They recognize what has been lost, grieve it, and use these emotions to motivate them into positive change. And so reading over this is fascinating to me because I'm sure I've discussed this in a plethora of episodes, but I really don't remember a lot of my childhood because I got a concussion uh, right around when I was nine. And the thing that I take away from this, though, because it says, as you reflect, consider how you were earlier in life and compare that to how you are now. And if I were being 
completely transparent from everything that I have been told I was not a happy child like in there's something that's really alarming and disheartening to come across this as a suggestion and if I were being completely transparent in that I think the happiest times of my life were actually the the stages of my life where I met my husbands and I don't think it really like some of it has to do with them but in terms of where I was at with my mental health and just day-to-day life like both of those times I was in a really good place um I was joyful and silly and fun and it's really weird to think about like realistically like to really ponder that it's yeah like I I know that I have somewhere like inside me there is a happy person um but at the same time it's like and it's funny because this is one of the many things that came up um when I was conducting an interview with someone at work a few years back um like I used to be a really happy go lucky person who just enjoyed like many facets of life and I fucking hate saying it like this but like at the end of the day I feel like the experiences that came about in my marriages really like like they took that part of me from me and now I'm in this place where I'm trying to figure out like where is that person you know like in in the day-to-day life in in my everyday interactions with people um in my everyday interactions with myself I find myself asking the like what happened you know um and as fucked up as it sounds, I feel like I am most in touch with that part of myself in the workplace. You know, like that that's when that part of me comes out the most is when I'm engaging with my team at work. Um, and yeah, like, the re- the rest of my time, I feel like I'm still trying to find, like, that person. Because, like, even reading, like I said, reading this, like, I'm like, holy fuck, that's depressing. You know, and I don't like looking at it from that perspective, but it's really hard not to. 
Um, because, I mean, yeah, I heard, hear stories of when I was a kid, like when I was like a little kid, like little, little kid, you know, from both of my parents that, um, they would always tell me to like, turn that front, like, you know what I mean? Like I was that kid that was always being told to fucking smile in creative ways. Um. Like, uh, crank on a happy face was one of the ways that they tried to get me to smile. Um, turn that frown upside down. Um, two of the nicknames that I was given when I was a kid were Murky Dismal and Krabby Appleton. And, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like... It sounds terrible, but, like, when I think about that, like, it, it kind of puts some thoughts in my head, like, have I ever been happy? You know, I'm, like, I know I've had moments, but at the same time, like, have I ever been okay to feel my feelings? And, you know what I mean? Is, is that stone face... In that seriousness, like, you know, like, what, like, what is that? Like, <sighs> yeah, like, fuck. Like, I, I don't know, like, I really wish I had words. Like, I really wish I had words. But, it's just something where I almost feel like, Chasing joy is like a fucking dog chasing its own tail. Like, I'm like I'm just going to fucking wear myself out, you know, trying to catch something that I can't. And, yeah, like, I think that's the thing that I struggle with sometimes when it comes to, you know, reading some of this stuff. Because... I don't, I don't know what that is, you know, like, most children are happy and joyous and, like, playful, and I'm not saying I wasn't, but the parts that I remember, I wasn't, and the parts that have been told to me that I don't remember, I wasn't. And I almost feel like I learned to compartmentalize at such, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe I learned to compartmentalize my feelings at such a young age or, you know, mask them or whatever the fuck you want to call it um, to the point that I don't need, like, I don't know how to release, you know, like, I don't know how to be myself in my own skin, and, like, what the fuck do you do with that, like, really, like, how, how do you operate, 
with joy while trying to learn how to stop abandoning yourself. You know? Because I feel like that's all I've been doing. Like, forever. And I don't know any, I don't know how to operate any different. Like, I've gotten a couple of glimpses of that. And, um, in the end, like, even chasing that when I did, like, has led me here. And, I don't know. It's been a fucking hard road. You know? It's been a really fucking hard road. And, like, I know when it comes to any kind of self-development, it always gets worse before it gets better. But, I'm fucking tired. You know? Yeah. That's pretty much what I've got for today. So, thank you, as always, for tuning in. And, be well.